Whether you're on the go with a summer vacation or decide to spend your free time with a staycation, the No-So's got you covered. Relive your favorite era of wrestling with New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Extreme Three-Way Dance, or the Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. Keep in touch with the modern era with GC Dub, Clotheslines and Headlines, you know what that means, and Viewer's Choice. Or sit down and nerd out with No Holds Barred, WWE War, or The Wrestler That Was. It's summertime, and the living is easy. Because you've got the North-South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.com South Connection, welcome to the temple and welcome back to Linking Up Luchas. I'm your host, Logan Croslin, and tonight we will continue to discuss the characters, drama, and matches that Lucha Underground has to offer. Joining me tonight are Sean Kidd. How you doing, Sean? Good evening, Logan. Very happy to be here. Uh, it's quite the journey to try to get this recording started, but uh, happy to be here tonight. Uh, some interesting episodes to talk about. Yeah, y'all kept interrupting me, and the other part of y'all is Scott Shifflett. How you doing, Scott? <laughs> oh my god, what are you trying to say? Hey, uh, glad to be back. You know, we watched the um, the live, the last episode we watched was the live one. I can't think of the name right now. Aztec Warfare. Asshat Warfare. No, that was a fun live watch, and actually... It ended the way I thought season one was going to end with Prince Puma winning the title. So I'm interested to see where we go from here. Logan, Puma's on my TV screen as we speak. Prince Puma's on your TV screen? That's crazy. Yeah, Puma Shea <laughs> yeah, is on my TV screen. Oh, okay. I got you. Well, we're going to refer to him as Prince Puma because we might get yelled at by another part of the team. Um, I'm just kidding. I thought we we settled that already. Oh, well. Okay. All right. Uh, But tonight, we will be talking about the episodes from January 14th and January 21st, 2015. Um, Before we get into episode number 10 from January 14th, um, Sean, do you have any more thoughts or, you know, things you wanted to say about uh, Aztec Warfare that you might not have last time? No, overall, I enjoyed it. I, again, was shocked by the ending. I did not expect... Puma to win the title, I thought they were going to do some kind of swerve or continue some kind of story there with him about maybe do like, I thought maybe with Puma they were going to do the finish the story kind of bullshit with Co- like they do with Cody Rhodes. And <laughs> yeah. that would be like a long journey for him. But um, no, overall, it was really good. And uh, again, the Puma win was a shock. So we'll see where it goes from here starting tonight. I got you. Schiff, uh, any more thoughts about Aztec Warfare? No, just, uh, you know, it was basically a great value of Royal Rumble, and it showed the roster is very small. So I hope next time they do it, we, you know, have a fl- more fleshed out roster. Yeah, Good yeah, point. we'll def- definitely have more members, I believe, in future future versions. But yeah, um, they have the 20 guys that they had, and that's who they use. So, um, but we will get a, a more uh, influx of people in our very first match tonight. So we'll have quite a few more 
people uh, added to our roster tonight. Um, but we open episode 10 from January 14th uh, with highlights of the whole Chavo Guerrero, Blue Demon, and Sexy Star kind of rivalry story that's been going on since uh, the very first episode, actually. Um, and then we get some highlights of Puma's story to this point and all of his trials and tribulations before winning the uh, title uh, last week uh, in Aztec Warfare. Um, we then get a, uh, a scene with Phoenix and Dario in Dario's office. Dario says Phoenix was incredibly impressive and has impressed him in all of his matches so far. Uh, he jumped off uh, Dario's office. He won the scramble and he nearly went the distance from number one last week in Aztec Warfare. Uh, says he sees big things in the future, uh, in his future in the company. Says he wants him to live up to the name and reputation. Uh, so he gives him a title match with Puma tonight. Uh, Phoenix says he doesn't fight for Dario, but for himself. Uh, Dario then tells him to take advantage of this opportunity or someone else will. Uh, we then also get a, 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 a mysterious Asian lady spying on Dario uh, from a distance from another room. Uh, so, uh, Sean, what did you think of uh, the kind of the highlights they showed and this uh, Phoenix-Dario situation? I love the recap. Like, the recaps at the start of these shows are really, really good if you're just, if you're just jumping on. Um, we've obviously watched it all, but if you're just jumping in, you kind of get caught up really quick. Um, I like that they did the recap of the Blue Demon story, even though it's kind of butt. Um, and I also like the recap of the first nine episodes and what happened with Puma. Uh, the opening uh, with Equato basically filleting Phoenix was pretty good, um, like even with the sarcastic flat with them. Um, and then he not, the, the, the match Phoenix versus Puma immediately for me, I'm like, holy shit, this is going to be amazing. So I was really happy about that. Um, and then basically tells Puma, uh, he basically tells Phoenix he wants Puma and Conan destroyed. And uh, Lucha Kimona, uh, super, super hot. Tia Carrera vibes for me. Very, very, very attractive. Yes. Yeah, yes, very Hachimachi uh, with their seductive stare from the distance. But, uh, Chef, what do you think of these opening bits? First off, nice pull, Tia Carrera. Thank you, um, sir. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was nice to see, we are starting to see um, Dario like talk to uh to Phoenix and how he sees big things in Phoenix. I was like, me too. Let's see where we go with this. <laughs> and, and then they say we're gonna get and like um it's confirmed like we're gonna get Puma and Phoenix tonight, which I'm like, hell yeah. And then like Blue Demon, who like we last saw return in Aztec Warfare. I'm like right. great. Blue Demon. Blue Demon. <laughs> uh and we're gonna have a confrontation. Not a match, but a confrontation, which I think is better than having a match between the two, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, yeah, I think you were definitely correct in that one. So, um, But from there, Stryker and Vamp welcome us into the temple. They talk about Puma and Phoenix and the confrontation that Demon and Chavo are going to have. Uh, he then says, we have four luchadors joining us now uh, for a four-way match. And that is going to be Aerostar versus Argenis versus Angelico versus Cage. Uh, we immediately get shown Cage's power and brute force. He kind of, all of them kind of charge at him individually, and he just kind of wards all of them off all, all one at a time. Uh, then the then the others team up on him uh, to kind of level the playing field. Uh, just some incredible athleticism by Angelico and Arhenis, only for Arhenis to kick him in the asshole, uh, which Stryker refers to as a toe in the brown eye. Uh, I thought that was a pretty good line. The greatest Stryker. line Matt Stryker has ever uttered, by the way. <laughs> It was phenomenal. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I thought it was an, there was another incredible springboard hurricane runner by Aerostar. Our Hennis uh, with an incredible catch German suplex. Um, Aerostar is doing like a back handspring and he catches him in the air and German suplexes uh, him. I thought it was a really good, uh, really good spot. Um, Cage comes back in and crushes Angelico with a clothesline and then like a torture rack suplex is kind of what I called it. Torture rack neck breaker or something to that effect. Um, Cage then suplexes our Hennis from the apron, uh, picks him all the way up from the apron. Um, and then he actually catches Aerostar jumping off the top rope and hits a jackhammer on him. What uh, an amazing just, spot, by the way, where he just uh, jumps right in. I mean, that was an amazing spot. Yeah, this did a. Uh, I know we're not done with the match, but this match really showed off the like Cage's athletic pr- prowess. It was, it was, it was great. It was a great showing for him. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Logan. No, you're good. Yeah, it was. It, it the, those two spots were absolutely in, in, incredible for sure. Um, Arhenis then Hurricane Rana's uh, Cage and hits a springboard moonsault. Aerostar then uh, hits a springboard trust. I call it a trust fall. It's kind of what it looked like on our Hennis and Cage. Uh, and Helico then sees all four, all of the, the three guys outside. So he dives over the top rope and the ring post onto all of them. Uh, back in the ring, an incredible tilt a whirl, tilt a whirl by Aerostar. Uh, a nice spine buster by our Hennis. Uh, Cage then hits a pump handle X. I called it a pump handle X factor uh, to eliminate our Hennis. Uh, he then catches Arrow with a power bomb and holds on, and then does a buckle bomb into Angelico. Uh, he crushes uh, Aerostar with a tornado clothesline to eliminate him. Uh, and now with it down to Angelico and Cage, Angelico tries to ward him off with some kicks, but Cage once again catches him with an absolutely uh, brutal clothesline and gets the win. So just crushing people with clotheslines, showing incredible feats of strength. Uh, this was really a good uh, first showing for Cage. Um, and I think the other guys did uh, did well and had some good spots. But, Jeff, uh, what do you think of this opener? Yeah, this was an awesome match, and and like I was saying before, it really showed off. Um, it really showed off Cage, who might I say is on all the steroids. Um, oh, just just all of them. He he's like shooting. He's like the Road Warrior shooting uh, monkey steroids in, into them, like they did in the eighties um, in the horse tranquilizers and stuff. Uh, they did a good job of he's like on that Scott Steiner diet. <laughs> yeah, he he really is. Like it, it's just absurd. Um, and I will say, like, after Argenis caught Aerostar in a handspring into a German suplex, which was awesome, uh, Cage hit a dope net breaker. Like, it showed off, like, you know, he hit these big, powerful moves, and it was awesome. Like, I loved how he called Aerostar hitting with a jackhammer. Mm-hmm. And I called the trust fall a coffin drop. Oh, yeah, that, that's wh- true. Yeah. What Aerostar did. Yeah. And um, when, when then Helico, like we said, when he dove over the ring post, like, this dude's athleticism is off the charts. And, you know... I know uh, you've already showed us one match from uh, a scene on PTBN's YouTube roulette, which has uh, us two and a half on it. Sean shows up sometimes. And also Matt Souza and uh, Jacob Williams. Uh, we actually watched Angelica jump off of uh, Dario's office, which I can't wait to watch again because it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked Angelico hit a shotgun drop kick. I think that I just love when people bust that move out. Like, yeah. It's just, it just looks beautiful. Um, and then Brian Cage is just like, I'm going to murder everyone. Like, uh, the pump handle slam that he hit. And then he, like, power bombs Aerostar twice. Like, he did that Brock Lesnar, like, uh, double power bomb that he did, that Brock did to Spike when he first debuted. Yeah. Which the, I like, think double clutch power bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just awesome. Then he hit him with the discus clothesline. 
and then he did all of them. This may be a shocker. I may be overrating it because the shit was awesome. I went four stars on this. It it was phenomenal. It was a hell of a way to show that Cage is a big deal. Absolutely. Uh, Sean, what'd you think? Uh, so uh, not a shocker because I actually rated this higher than you. Uh, oh, and- wow. I'm actually going to full five. And, and here's why. I'm going to way <laughs> overrate this. Here's why. Holy shit, I, Sean. I, listen, I have to. because Listen, I want you to think through this match. <laughs> and I really, really want you to think through what in this, what about this match came even close to being bad. Like, I can't think of one single thing during this match that was bad for me. Um, the first thing I'll start off that was really good was uh, Melissa Santos in purple, which made something else purple, by the way. She's super hot. Oh, boy. Um, it, the the introduction of the new luchas, um, Aerostar, um, what's his name? The, the I can't. I'm not gonna be able to pronounce any of these. Arhenis. Arhenis. Uh, by the way, Arhenis came to the ring. Uh, his ring gear is a skirt, by the way, which was interesting. And then Helico <laughs> is dressed like a lucha Backstreet Boy. So, the, like, I like the introduction. And he wants it that way. Yeah. <laughs> so did, I'll shut up. Um, anyway, show you the shape of his heart, too. Yeah, um, I was going to say something in relation to Santos and the purple comment, but I'm going to move on. And then the introduction to Cage. And so there are a couple things that I really liked about this. Matt Stryker was on his shit um, in this in the commentary. And the whole episode tonight for me, Stryker particularly stands out for the better. Um and that doesn't tend to happen because I will tell you on the next episode we talk about tonight, he goes right back to being the striker that I don't like. Uh, but the first thing he says is um, Brian, uh, people of Brian Cage's size tend to be stupid, uh, but please don't be offended by that comment, which like, by the way, the very offensive comment. And then you already brought up the part about the uh, toe to the brown eye, like who in the middle of a match or just like in spur of the moment comes out with a comment like toe to the brown eye, Logan, like think about I- that. I think he knocked uh, Vampiro off guard, too, because I think he didn't know how to take it. He was well, I like, know, but who, like, meant, like, I know, yeah. with the exception of people like the three of us on this pod, who else would come up with toe to the brown eye, just like in a spur of the moment comment? Like, to yeah. me, that's amazing. Um, there, you already talked about all the spots. I'm Aerostar doing a back handspring off the ropes. And then the, I can't, still can't say his name. Uh, just say Argenis, that's fine. Argenis catching the midair into the German and a cage killing everybody. Looks like a beast. He catches Aerostar midair into a standing suplex at Jack Hammerson, which was an, just an amazing spot. Uh, there's a springboard coffin drop uh, by Aerostar off the top rope on a cage and Argonus. Then Anelkos flies over the post to the floor. Um, the crowd just actually went batshit. Uh, Ship already brought up the rest of the spots with Cage. Um, this might be the favorite, most favorite match I've watched up to this point, and that includes Aztec Warfare. And yes, I'm overrating it, but I love this. I love it when you get like, like what an introduction for Cage, just coming in and murdering everybody. Um, I just thought it was great work by everybody, and it just immediately got Cage over as a monster slash machine, as he'll refer to himself 100 million times. I actually went to full Bonnie 5, and I know that's overrating it, but fuck, I love this match. I thought it was great. Dropping Snowflake, Sean Kidd, here you, here you go. I know, okay. I, I really... Uh, I, uh, <laughs> go ahead. Hint, hint, won't be the only five Snowflakes I dropped tonight. Wow. No, yeah, I really like doing coke like it's the eighties. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, I, I really liked it as well. I, I'd probably go more towards Schiff and go four, but uh definitely a real great introduction to Cage and I thought the other three guys were super impressive as well. So um yeah, definitely an awesome opening match for us. Um to ruin that opening match, we then get uh come back from commercial and we get Chavo in the ring. 
Um, he says he ruined his friendship with Demon uh, two months ago and wants to apologize. Uh, Demon then comes out. Chavo starts to apologize, but he then says he apologizes for not exposing him as a fraud and ripping his mask off and making him bleed. Uh, Chavo then pulls out some brass knucks, but after that, Demon pretty much just beats his ass, uh, knocks him all the way around the ring. So seems to maybe be some kind of blow off that didn't end in a match. Uh, I think like me and the guys discussed pre-pod, we will come back to this at a later date. But for now, I think this is kind of the uh, write off of this feud, which seems very weird and very strange. But um, uh, Sean, what did you think of this little uh, conversation? Well, listen, I did not, I for one did not want to see another Chavo Demon uh, match, another one. So if you're going to blow this off, I guess this is the way to do it. But it feels really odd. Like this is like the first feud they kind of opened up with in episode one, right? So for Mm -hmm. it, like here in episode 10, just to be kind of like a, we're going to sit down and then we're basically going to talk it out. Uh, There's a couple of things I did like. Um, I like Chavo when he's like starting up. He's like, I'll be an Arabis. And then he touches like, he touches Demon's knee and goes and apologizes for not exposing him as a fraud and not doing other things to him. And then he pulls out the brass knucks. Um, but I, and then Chavo goes to hit Demon Ducks and it basically just beats his ass. And then there's like the weakest chair shot ever to Chavo's head. And oh, the crowd yeah. loves it and he hits him again. Um, here's, here's the thing Chavo's butt, but he's also really good heel to hate. Um, and again, it was really weird. The announcer said, well, this seems to conclude this feud for now. And I was like, okay, well, that's kind of a shitty end to a feud that I really didn't want to see a match to anyway. Um, but if you're going to blow it off, I was hoping, hey, maybe we will not have to see it again. But spoiler alert, you told me that's not the case. So it is what it is. So Yeah, they, they just kind of hit pause on it for a while, it seems. But uh, they, we will come back to this uh, feud for at least one blow-off blow match. I don't, I don't think they have any more, but uh, they have at least one one match. Out of this whole episode, though, this is probably, if I were going to say, this is probably the worst thing in the whole entire episode tonight, tonight for me. So Yeah, it it, it was kind of weird and kind of stunk a little bit. But Schiff, what do you think? I, You know, it was better than having a match. And I liked how, you know, like Sean said, you thought Chavo was going to be like, oh, you know, I am sorry. Um, and then, like, he's like, I'm sorry for not doing it earlier. And I was <laughs> like, you know what, Chavo? Uh, I hate to say this, but you kind of winning me over with that kind of talk. <laughs> but um, it was just – and then, like, you know, we talked about this, and this had to be an ongoing theme for the next two episodes. It seems like they're going through a soft relaunch or reboot, maybe, um, because – like, this isn't the first time we hear them say in the next two episodes that this is the end of the feud. This is the end of the feud. So it seems like, you know, we're 10 episodes in and, like, you know, we're just going to be like, all right, we're going to see what happens in the next 10. Like, uh, this chapter's done pretty much. So it's really interesting to see where they go with this. I'm shocked that they revisit it because it felt like a feud under Blue Daemon got, got his, you know, got what he wanted pretty much. So... I'm really interested to see how they pick this back up, especially with, you know, Logan, you saying like it's in episode 30, like nine or something. Yeah. And that's it was 31. Thir- but yeah. Oh, sorry. And but no, still, that's 21 episodes on from that, now. On that one. Yeah, 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 exactly. But that's 21 episodes from now. So it's like, what is going on type deal? Mm-hmm. So I'm really interested to see how they like reheat it up, because if you're not doing something with every couple of weeks about what happened, just doing a little teaser at the beginning is not going to help. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
Um, but yeah, they, they, they don't revisit it for, yeah, like Schiff just said, 20, 20 more episodes. So, um, and yeah, I think you have a little bit of a point with the whole reboot kind of thing, uh, or like th- this is the final chapter of the first set of things. It, it kind of seems yeah, like it to a close. Yeah. Right. But I think they're doing that cause it's kind of a new year. They started the new year crowning the first champion. So I think they're kind of trying to kind of, uh, shut the book of the first 10 or 11 episodes and, maybe start from there on some new stuff. So I definitely think you have a point with that uh, shift for sure. Um, but uh, we go straight into our next match. That is King Cuerno versus Drago. It's kind of labeled as the blow off because they each have one, one on each other. Uh, so this is another quote unquote supposed to be feud ender. Um, it, we will see that it won't be uh, as I go through the match, but um to start out, we get a quick pin attempt by Drago off of Hurricane Rana. Uh, there's a nice little strike exchange one by Cuerno, who follows it with a tope to the outside onto Drago. Um, Cuerno then gets out a table, uh, sets it up outside, goes for the thrill of the hunt off the apron, but Drago slips out, hits a cork, corkscrew tope to the outside. Drago then super kicks Cuerno onto the table. Uh, he then goes to the top of Dario's office and does a dive through Cuerno and the table, an absolutely gross thud where his head hits the floor as he kind of just he kind of overshoots the dive a little bit, but his head smacks the floor and kind of knocks him silly, I think, a little bit too. But uh, in the course of all that, both men got counted out uh, as they kind of lay in a heap on the floor as doctors and refs kind of come out to revive both of them. But uh, not really a match, so you don't have to particularly rate it, I guess. But um, Sean, what did you think of Cuerno and Drago's little brawl here? I actually did rate it. Um, I mean, you can. I'm just saying you don't have to. (laughs) I've I've been loving this feud. This is like one of my favorite feuds that's been going uh, between these two. I love Drago, and part of the reason why I love Drago is I just think out of all the luchas, he's got the the freaking best costume and the best look in terms of his character. Yeah. Um, and I love King Cuerno too. I, the freaking the I'll never get tired of the deer hat. <laughs> the deer hat pops <laughs> me every time he comes out. Like he's like mm-hmm. he's like the lucha Craven the hunter or something like that. I yeah. love it. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple good spots. I love the chin music. The Cuerno by Demon on the table after ducking a. Uh, I'm sorry, not by Demon, by Drago. Yeah. Um, I, I accidentally typed Demon because I was typing at the same time. I, I mean, he's kind of Demon-looking. So I, mean, <laughs> so no, I was thinking about Poo Demon after that whole yeah. topic. But, um, I did like the chip music, the Cuerno by uh, Drago onto the table after ducking the chair shot. And then the freaking spot that you talked about with Drago coming on top of Quato's office and splashing onto the table and knocking himself silly was great. Uh, we did a double count out, the medical out. Um, I do like this is continuing, but to your point, it's kind of more angled than a match, but I'm okay with this. So if I were going to rate it, I'd probably give it three and a quarter, maybe higher in presentation. I love the feud, and I want to see where it goes. And fortunately for us, we get to see where it goes on the very next episode we talk about. So, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chef, what do you think? Yeah, I did rate this match. It, yeah. It, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I was like, it was uh, start off going 100 miles an hour, which you could tell they were like, I don't know if they were short for time. They are like, we got to get our shit in. Um, I love Cuerno just being pretty badass. Like, he, he was the one that got the table out, and then he felt the brunt of it. I like Drago's corkscrew dive to the outside. Then he super kicked Cuerno on the table, which it shows, like, I mean, it's already wrestling already. You guys suspend disbelief. But, like, he puts – Drago puts Cuerno on the table. Then he has to run all the way up the stairs. Chugga, 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 chugga. Then get on top of the uh, – um, on the – on the um on the office on the office and I, i'm supposed to believe like 
if this was a video game, King Cuerno already would have got up, started beating my ass on the office. So um, by this point, and then he dives off, and I was legitimately shocked because I thought maybe Angelico was the first one that went off the office like that. I mean, we, we've seen it before, but like that was more of just like an FU type thing. But um, yeah. Drago definitely got a concussion. He was seeing like five of everything because his head hit the, like he missed him a little bit. It was mm. it was insane. Yeah, he but, definitely uh, shot it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, holy shit! Like I was, I was shocked. I, I, I love that. I love that part. It was, it was awesome. But like, I, like I said, I couldn't rate it. Um, and we're gonna see where match four goes to. It seemed this was like, um, you know, uh, SummerSlam a couple years ago where Cesaro and Sheamus were tied three three, and they had that count out finish. And let's see if they're made a team or if they're gonna wrestle each other more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see if they follow the way of the bar. Um, but yeah, he definitely overshot the splash by just a little bit, and uh, his dead head definitely smacked the floor. And I think he was definitely uh, seeing multiple Quernos afterwards. Um, <laughs> but we have uh, a Phoenix package uh, after that. Uh, it says, "Legend has when Phoenix falls, it always rises again from the ashes. When it's weakened, it only makes it stronger. From the ashes of defeat, the fire only burns more." And if you try and destroy him, his rebirth will be your end. Uh, so, Chef, what do you think of this little Phoenix uh, origin story a little bit that they had here? I love that. So I wouldn't even thought, like, you know, I know it's like a Phoenix and everything, but I love how it's they're tying it into the mythical creature. I didn't even think of that with his name. Mm-hmm. And it just adds a more, di- you know, direction to it. And we see all they're doing a really good job of building all these characters. Mm-hmm. Um with their different backstories, which I think is awesome because it could like, if you're just watching it, you could be like, Oh, well all these guys are just, you know, luchadors with just masks on, on their head. Why should we care about them? But we've learned so many um, about, about them, about why Prince Puma wears his, why, um, God, I'm blanking on his name. The, the kiss of death lady. Uh, uh, yeah. Katrina with like the, um, with the stone and it, it's just a great character building. And I love seeing stuff like this, even with the machine one um, that, that we've seen. So it, it does, does a great job. Absolutely. Uh, Sean, what'd you think? Uh, listen, the video on Phoenix uh, was fantastic. I love the whole, the bird that cannot die. The whole narrative is awesome and kind of puts a context. If he's loses, it's okay because Phoenixes are reborn. So again, these promo videos they do on these guys, like the Penta one, where he was basically the karate lucha kid. Uh, this one, <laughs> I love this shit. Uh, even the, I mean, where taste like his whole his whole thing with earthquake and death. It's just it just adds to the great storytelling of this show. It's awesome. Yeah, it was it was really good stuff. I I love that they've done that a lot, and they seem to do it. They don't seem to do it every episode, but it seems like every other episode they do kind of a profile piece on on somebody. Yeah. So yeah, like that's what's cool lot. is they like continue the story. Like I think even on um, a future one that you guys do, there's another one on Penta, and they just continue these different vignettes with all of them, uh, which really builds them up as characters. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That, it, that's something they do a lot throughout the whole show, so I'm well looking done. forward to uh, well a lot more of them for sure. Um, but we'll move on from there to our main event, which is the uh, for the Lucha Underground Championship. It's Phoenix versus Prince Puma. So Prince Puma is getting his first defense a week after winning the title. So uh, throwing him right into the fire. Um, but an incredible show of athleticism to start start this match. I can't describe it in words. They just do everything and somehow <laughs> land on their feet while doing them. And like it's just it's just an insane uh, exchange to start the match. Um, We're gonna do so, this in Philly, Logan. So start. Oh, by yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm going to start doing my CrossFit so we can uh, pull it off. Yeah, um, I want to see you do the helicopter in Siguri. <laughs> That's what I yeah, want yeah. <laughs> What a pull by Stryker on that comment, by the way. Jesus Christ. Uh, no, That's why I thought he was, so, he was really good on this match, by the way. Hmm. Yeah, he was pretty good on this episode, actually, yeah. uh, despite being somewhat annoying at the same time. Um, but Puma finally wins the exchange and catches him with a Hurricane Rana to the outside uh, and starts to go for a suicide dive, but gets cut off with a kick by Phoenix. Uh, a big springboard drop kick by Phoenix, and then Phoenix starts to go for a dive to the outside, but also gets cut off by a kick. And then Puma comes back in and hits a big drop kick of his own. Um, they then trade awesome twisting dives on each side of the ring. Uh, back in, Phoenix scores with some big strikes and kicks. Uh, Puma is finally able to get some advantage by scoring with an Inseguri reversal. Uh, starts nailing him with some big kicks of his own and a standing moonsault. Uh, Puma does this crazy crucifix submission. I thought it was really cool. And he, then he kind of turns it into a slam and a crucifix pin. Um, he hit, uh, Phoenix then hits another huge Inseguri. Uh, awesome back handspring cutter by Phoenix uh, with aw- an awesome sell by Puma. Puma does the thing where he like lands straight on his forehead. So I thought that was really well done. Um, Puma then scores with another Inseguri and a move that I'm going to start calling the GFP, which is called, which means get fucking punted, which is when he throws him up and just kicks him straight in the stomach. So uh, I, that's what I'm going to go with on that one. Uh, and then he follows that with a standing shooting star. Um Huge strike exchange, uh, which leads to Phoenix going for the cutter yet again. Uh, but an amazing feat of strength, Puma actually catches him, uh, flips him around, and uh, delivers a Northern Light suplex. Uh, and then he transitions from that and deadlifts him from the mat and hits a standing delay suplex, which is an, another awesome spot. Um, Puma then goes to the top and misses a Phoenix splash. Phoenix then hits a German suplex and a half Nelson suplex back to back. Uh, Phoenix then hits a 450, but still only gets a two count on that one. Uh, Puma then after that hits a sit-out tombstone. Uh, Puma climbs to the top, but gets cut off. Uh, Phoenix then attempts to tightrope from the other corner uh, across the ring, but he gets cut off with a big boot from Puma, and then Puma hits the 630 for the win. Um, And then I'll go ahead and get into the post-match, because it's pretty quick. Uh, But Cage comes out immediately makes his presence known and just absolutely destroys the worn out champ and leaves him laying uh, and makes his intentions known that he is not to be messed with and that he's going straight for the top. Um, but Schiff, what'd you think of this main event? Where would you go? I'd probably go like four and a half. I thought it was really awesome. That's a crazy should be five. I think they could do better though. That's what I, Oh that's my what God. Are you fucking, Wow. No, I think they I think they could be better, yeah. Yeah, I went uh four and a quarter. Mm-hmm. Um I, I loved how it started off with a handshake. It shows that these guys are both uh baby faces and respect each other. And it's just insane. Um they Puma had a sweet bow and arrow surfboard submission, and then he slammed Phoenix during it, which I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. Um I love like the Puma with the GTS type move, and he only got two off of that. It was just the GFP. Okay, sorry. My apologies. No, I was trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out where you got that from, and I was like, I guess it's a GTS type move. Um, yeah, that's what I, that's what I was going for. And like Puma hit a suplex and then held on and slammed Phoenix, which I thought was awesome. Phoenix hitting the Roland Germans and only gets a two. Like I'm a big fan of the Roland Germans. Um, you know, I love them when Eddie and Kurt Angle did those and a piece of shit Benoit. But um, 
And then Phoenix hitting the 450 splash. It's like, oh my god, these guys are like pulling everything out. Phoenix getting the death drop, but Puma reversing to the tombstone was amazing. I typed holy shit here. And then uh, when Phoenix did the type rope move, but Puma caught him with a kick, which I thought was awesome. And then Puma hit his finisher and it was over. I, I, I love that match. It was it was great. Like I said, four and a quarter. I could be talked into four and a half, but yeah, it was awesome. Uh, Sean, what, what do you think? Uh, shower me with your... Uh, no, with your, I, uh, no, I want to know. I guess, listen, you know me, guys. I typically don't go super high on matches. I tend to be like the one that will find something wrong with a match. Mm-hmm. So what is wrong with this match? Like, what makes it... And again, I'm not going to sit here and haggle over flakes, but like, what would be a five... What would make this a five-star match, in your opinion, before I start? I don't feel like they went as all out as I know that they can and will okay. in the future. So I feel like they held a little bit back, but okay. not not a ton, just a little well, bit. Well, having no context of the future of what we see, uh, besides <laughs> that, what was that? What was that one we watched on YouTube? Roulette with Kill Shot, that match. Oh, Kill Shot and Fox, yeah. Yeah. So I have no, yeah. So I have no predetermined judgment. Let me, listen, this match is fucking crazy. Uh, it's insane. Uh, like I even said at the opening, like kind of you said, it was all over the place. I put opening gymnastics are too much to even take notes in what they're doing. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. <laughs> like it's like, and like Puma, like like how he does that over the top twist and hits an opponent and still manages to lands on his feet is fucking crazy, right? Mm-hmm, yep. uh, Phoenix uh, does his power bomb to an overhead Dudley death drop. Uh, there's a bow and arrow into face slam by Phoenix with Puma rolling into a pin, which attempt, which I thought was very cool. Uh, Striker, I, I thought on commentaries. I don't. I can't imagine Striker being better on commentary than what he is in here tonight because I hate him. And uh, <laughs> on commentary, he's really good explaining this crazy shit clearly. Like I said earlier, the helicopter in Seguri pull on like some unique kid Seguri, I thought was awesome. Um, and I can't even type what what it was that Phoenix did. He did like a springboard elbow, and then he was caught by Puma into a suplex. I don't even know what the fuck to call that. Um, the Phoenix rolling German. And then he does a, like a two amigos into a a dragon suplex was badass. The tombstone by Puma was sick. Uh, Phoenix running to the ropes to her Karana Puma and a Puma kicking him in the head was great. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the finish was awesome. Like, and then cage, uh, basically he submitted himself in the first match as a, a guy, but literally he debuts on this episode and he wastes no time, like cementing the spot. He kills Puma with a spinning clothesline and the spine buster into two power bombs. Like, I can't imagine anything more perfect that I'm going to see than this match. I'm, and by the way, because I say that, the first match tonight, I'm going to go back to four and a half because I have to go five on this one. Gotcha, gotcha. I can't I, make them the same after thinking through it. This this match is fucking nuts. Just fucking bonkers. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really good stuff. Uh, I mean... It, and I get to not having the context. And I, I don't really remember a specific match that they have that's greater. I just felt like there was more that could be there. And I felt like there wasn't – I feel like after the immediate after, – after the early, like, athleticism, gymnast, kind of like you said, I feel like they it slowed down a little bit more than I would have liked it to. Oh, but. my God, man. I needed a cigarette after watching this match. I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. Yeah, no, it definitely picked up uh, throughout the match, but I just felt like there was a little point after that that it kind of slowed down a little bit. But, I mean, it it's, you know, four and a half, five, it's, it's somewhere in that range for sure. I think it's really, really – I, I, This one for me is single-handedly the best match we've watched in 10 episodes so far. This yeah, one yeah, yeah. Sure. I got you. Um, but, 
sticking with you, what do you think of the episode as a whole? Are you going to go 10 out of 10? On that I, am not, I am not. <laughs> uh, I will not. I am going to go 9 out of 10, though. And the only reason why I'm going to knock it is because of the whole Blue Demon Shavo part mm-hmm. um, and the weakest chair shot ever that I saw by Blue Demon <laughs> to end the feud. So I'm going to go 9 out of 10. The rest of it was fantastic. I got you. Yeah, the... Uh... He he's he's got about the second most uh, or least deadly uh, chair shot behind maybe Hulk Hogan and WCW. <laughs> I was gonna say exactly that compared to Hulk Hogan. That's right. L- yeah. Lance Storm also not good with a steel chair. So correct. Um, but uh, Schiff, what do you think of the episode as a whole? Yeah, I went nine out of ten as well. The shit was awesome. Um, I, I really I really enjoyed it. It was uh, it, it was a hell of a match. Uh, I mean, hell of a show. Uh, probably the best one we've seen and. Even the best one we've seen, like throughout the whole uh, this podcast, to be completely honest, um, we got some good story development. We actually saw we didn't see you know we didn't see John Morrison or Johnny Mundo, so which made it even better. Yeah, so like you know the big name stars that we have seen aren't really there anymore. Uh, like they're they're still there, but um, you know where they're been supplanted. Like you know we want to see Pentagon and Phoenix, and like we're want to see Cage, so. It's uh, it's nice progression for this show, and we're only uh, ten episodes in. Yeah, he probably went to be like Johnny Progress that weekend or something like that. So uh, I'm just playing <laughs> Johnny Johnny PWG Johnny Re- Johnny Johnny Revolver. Um, no, nah, I'm just messing around. But uh, yeah, Johnny Gorilla. <laughs> Johnny Gorilla. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, a super strong show. Yeah, I, I don't think it's quite the ten just because of the Chavo thing. But yeah, nine is definitely, definitely a uh, definitely a good rating for that for sure because it was very strong, really good matches, um, and even a good angle with Drago and Cuerno that we'll see paid off in this next uh, episode. But is it though? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good point. Good point. Um, we'll we'll talk about it. But um, episode eleven, we'll move on to that. Uh, we get highlights of uh, Big Rick's run through the promotion so far, kind of what he's done and what he's uh, who he's taken out and stuff like that. Um, we then get a little highlight of uh, Chavo turning on Penta and Aztec Warfare uh, after their brief partnership, um, and then we get um, Drago and Cuerno's rivalry to this point kind of shown to us and the matches that they've had and kind of hyping us for the fact that we are going to get a last luchador standing uh, match uh, between them later tonight. Um, But we start... We start with the Sean Kidd special uh, to start <laughs> to start this one, uh, but we get the crew of Mr. Cisco and uh, Cortez Castro uh, with Bale in their corner. And Logan, against... by the way, I'm just gonna break kayfabe here. So in our group chat, after uh, enjoying the sexualization of the first match or the first episode, uh, the minute I started watching this episode, the first thing I said was "fuck you, Logan." Do you remember that <laughs> chat? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you did, in fact, say that uh, almost immediately. Um, but the crew will be taking on Pimpinella Escarlata and Mascarita Sagrada. So, um, yeah, just a hell, hell of a hell of a crew here. Um, at the beginning of the match, um, Stryker and Vampiro are talking about gangbangs and Pimpinella. For oh, yeah. uh, I, I didn't really understand what was going on there, but um the crew strung, str- struggles early with Pimpy. Uh, they get uh, Pimpy in the corner, and they start teeing off on him. 
Uh, Rick is observing from the steps, uh, kind of checking out his crew and seeing how they're doing. Uh, surfboard stomp followed with a senton splash from Cisco on Pimpy. Uh, the crew uh, continues wearing him out in the corner. Uh, Pimpy reverses a charge in the corner, but uh, kind of by just sticking his ass out, uh, and then gets the tag to Masquerita. He comes in a house of fire, hits a Hurricane Rana, followed by a Tornado DDT. Uh, Sagrada eventually gets cut off by a big boot, uh, tags Pimpy back in, and goes uh, goes on and takes out uh, Bale on the outside, kind of taking out the manager. Um, Pimpy then hits a double springboard uh, arm drag on Cisco and Castro. Uh, Pimpy kisses Castro and then dives onto the entire crew on the outside. Uh, Sagrada then back in, uh, is trying to finish the crew, crew off, uh, but uh, he actually gets hit with the shatter machine and the crew... Uh, win the match. Um, after the match, Rip, Rick grabs the mic, uh, says everyone needs to be on the lookout for him, and that he is coming for gold. Then out of nowhere, seemingly, the crew takes him out uh, with a kendo stick, and then they end up burning his eye with his own lit cigar. So um, his eye has been taken out by his own own men. So, um, Sean, I'll let you uh, wax poetic about this. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm probably not going to shit on it as much as you think I would. I'm going to... Yeah shit on it for what it is. Um, I thought the match was actually pretty good. Um, yeah. Pippi ate shit on two running face kicks by the heels in the corner. Um, and then the little guy uh, ate like a 3D like code breaker for the finish, which I thought was a pretty good finish. And if you're going to use a team like uh, Pippinella and uh, I can't say midget. What's his name? So, so just say Sagrada. Sagrada. So if you're going to use a team like Pippinella and Sagrada, this is how you <laughs> use them, right? You use it to put another team over, right? Um, Stryker on this episode was back on his shit. He does this all night long tonight. Uh, comparing the heels to Voltron and they form as one, which got no soul by Vampiro because he says, you mean they transform because Vampiro has no idea who the fuck Voltron is. Um, and then Stryker makes a Dick Toga reference and there's nobody, I can guarantee you nobody watching this show wanting a Dick Togo reference or even know who the fuck Dick Togo is. I would be shocked if anyone at the time knows who Dick Togo is. Um, after the match, uh, the big Rick beatdown I thought was kind of cool, but it was out of nowhere. Um, and the cigar burning I thought was pretty badass too. And then Vampiro, um, after the cigar burning, makes another reference to prison hitting that gang rape. Um, and then I like the heels going into Cueto's office afterwards. So overall, angle-wise was good. Uh, the turn on Rick seemed kind of out of nowhere. Um, the face team that I hate actually did what they should do. That's how you use them in this. I actually went three stars. I think overall the, the presentation wasn't terrible, uh, but three stars is the max I would go on it. Yeah, I, I definitely understand. Yeah, I mean, I think they played their part. Um, and who knew the uh, FTR stole the Shatter Machine from the fucking crew from Lucha Underground? Who could have seen that one coming? Yeah. Um, but, uh, Schiff, what do you think? I did not like this match at all. Um, oh, what? <laughs> Oh wow! What are we? What's happening here? Uh, yeah, it just it just wasn't good. Um, I weirdly, Vampiro said he likes curb stomping halfway through the match for some asinine, asinine reason. Um, I did like how they were killing Sagrada, and Sagrada decides to attack the guy on the outside, which mm-hmm. I was like, that does nothing. And then I said, Pimpinella moves in slow motion. Um. It's like Pimpinella's trying to swim underwater, trying to do this. And then the crew hit the chatter machine and was over. I want to start in half. I was shocked that the crew turned on Big Rick. Um, I did enjoy them burning 
his eye with a cigar. So now we might get a big Rick versus the crew. Does this turn big Rick babyface, uh, or does he bring more people in for him? I, I'm interested to see where he goes from there. Yeah, he he uh, he gets an eye patch after this, actually. So uh, we'll we'll see that. In the does he turn into a pirate like Mike Rotunda? Oh, he he does not turn like into Captain Rotunda. He does not turn into a pirate. Captain, I think that, I'm glad we get Captain Rick Sparrow. <laughs> For as low grade as the crew are, I feel like they're actually not too bad in ring. So I think they I just actually don't know who they are. They all look yeah, the same. They're thing. nobody. I mean, they're, they're, like, they're the, the Lucha Baldies. That's what I call them. They're just supposed to be nameless. I mean, pretty much. I mean, they have names, but they're just supposed to pretty much be nameless guys that put people that are supposed to be more important than them over. That's really kind of their 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 purpose and their you know why why they're there for the most part. They're going to lose to these bigger teams, but they may beat uh, you know a Pimpinella and a uh, Masquerita Sagrada just because. You know, they're kind of played as comedy and a little bit. So um, I, I think they're pretty good in ring considering that they're cons- they're like in that area of like being like droppers to the stars, I guess. So um, but not 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 bad, not a bad performance by them. Um, and, you know, Pimpinella and Masquerade are who they are. Um, so. You what'd like you, what you like. <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you rank it, Logan? I, I would probably go like. Two and a quarter, two and a half, something, something in that range. I, I think yeah, was, I went two and a half on the match, and I, and I was going in with the uh, afterwards with the whole cigar burning. I thought it was pretty cool. So yeah, I got you. Yeah, I'd probably. Shoot, go. I think you went too low on that one, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, no, obviously you were throwing out Stardust tonight. So. I wasn't throwing out Stardust tonight. I was trying to, I was trying to approach this with an open mind, considering you know how much I hate freaking. What's his face? And Pimpy, Pimpy and Sagrada. <laughs> I hate, you know how much I hate those guys, so I was trying to go into it with an open mind. I'm proud of you, Sean. Uh, whether sh- sh- Well, I know. I'm going to go fuck myself, and next time I'm going <laughs> to shit all over it. So, all right. Dud. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyways, uh, after that, Dario pays the crew handsomely for taking out Rick uh, and says they'll be his hired guns when he needs someone taken care of. Uh, after that, uh, Vamp then interviews uh, Cage, our new guy. Um, ask him about the uh, bas- backstage heat with his preser- per- bleh, perceived arrogance. Uh, Cage says he doesn't give a shit. This isn't high school, and he's not here to make friends. He's here to make money and win championships. He asks him about targeting Puma immediately. Cage says he's not waiting in line and wants to go straight to the top. Um, Vamp then asks him why he is so confident uh, that he can be on top this quickly. Uh, Cage says it, it doesn't matter how long he's been there. He's the best, and he's going to prove that. Also tells Vamp that he's not, uh, he's that Vamp isn't going to rile him up, uh, but he's going to tear anyone apart they put in front of him, uh, including Vamp if he wants some. Uh, says he's the fastest and the strongest, and people have already seen what he's capable of, and he will continue to dominate uh, because he is not just a man but a machine. He's a human being. <laughs> All right, Shift, what did you think of uh, Dario paying the crew and this cage interview? I like the Dario part um, and the, the like Dario's paying the crew to watch his back, which, you know, is very interesting and shows that Dario is a conniving son of a bitch. This Vamp and Cage interview was horrible. Um, <laughs> Vamp, Vamp just tries to get himself over, which takes away from what they're trying to do with Cage. No one yeah. gives a fuck about you, Vampiro. Um, mm-hmm. Like, and like Cage should have just been like Brock Lesnar, maybe have like just like a mouthpiece for him, which they have all 
all these people that would be managers. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman, and I'm in the temple with my cage. My name is Paul Heyman. Yeah, they. But they keep pushing that cage as a machine, which is like a shitty tagline that, like, oh, it's Booker Red. I feel it's giving giving me those types of vibes. But (laughs) I just want to see Cage. I don't want to see Cage talk. I want to see him wrestle. It's like. It's like a stripper. I don't want to talk to him. I just see him get naked. <laughs> what what an analogy. I love it. I love it. Uh, Sean, what did you think of this interview and Dario paying the crew? Uh, I like the Quato thing. That was good. I don't know where it's going to lead to or really give a fuck, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> but we'll see from there. Um, the other thing is, they said something. Uh, Rick has been taken to a medical facility. Why can't anyone in fucking wrestling say hospital? I, I think, think strikers are so broken by Vince that he. Uh, God damn it! Nobody wrestling can ever say hospital. All right, the cage interview. So the first thing I'm going to shit on is, did they really <laughs> need to have Vampiro have the tagline announcer slash legend logo under his name when they start oh the interview? Oh my god! Yeah. Like, and then Cage. And so Cage says he has heat. He gives no shit. It ain't high school. Um, the one thing I do like that I will say is I love that, you know, one of the wrestling tropes when they bring new wrestlers in is they always have to build them up, build them up. And sometimes it takes weeks or months to make them a contender. I love the fact that they just brought Cage in and immediately put him like in the spot. And, you know, Cage is basically go, fuck that. I, I ain't going to be playing no games. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. Vampiro sucks ass as an interviewer. Um, really calls does. Cage big arms, big ego. Um, Cage then goes, says he will go through him in the ring, too, if he has to. Um, and I wish basically what I wish he had done instead to Schiff's point, I don't, we need cage talking. I wish he had just turned around and fucked V and Pearl all up. Um, I, I will tell you though, from just a character standpoint, I know Schiff is shitting on the whole, what is it? Machine thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm immediately a fan of cage. Like I like him. I think he brings a lot to the table. And the next one I made is boy, AEW has really wasted a presentation to this guy. Cause he's fucking just only been in like what, two episodes and he's already, the top heel in the fucking whole place. It's great. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as much as we shit on Stryker, um, Vampiro right. is so, like, I hate these interview yeah. segments with Vampiro. He's yeah, trying to put much, himself over as a tough badass, and I fucking hate it. Yeah, as much as we shit on Stryker, he would really be good in this situation, I think, doing these sit-down interviews. But they choose Vampiro for some stupid reason, who's, like like Schiff said, just puts him over, puts himself over the whole time. And, you know, the yeah, like you said, the little legend thing at the bottom, which, I mean, you know, He's a legend in his own right. Maybe guess, a shit but... take. I think Vampiro is worse than Stryker. On com- like, he offers nothing on commentary. His yeah. suck. I think he's terrible, and I think he's worse than Stryker. <laughs> that's because his commentary is like, oh, yeah, that's right. You're right. Oh, yeah. You're right, oh, yeah. 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 Oh, oh, we'll yeah. try all. Does that mean they transform? Like, go fuck yourself, Vampiro. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, he, he's really bad at it. But, yeah, Cage, you know. Yeah, he, he probably doesn't need to talk a ton. He needs to do make it have his talking be in the ring. Um, but I, I think that Schiff I adopts it. the striker mindset of people as big as Cage are stupid. I think that's what Schiff is saying. <laughs> right, Schiff? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what he's it's saying. In, it's in Philly, you big dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, we'll move on from there to our next match, uh, which is Superfly versus Pentagon Jr., um, we get devastating super kicks by both guys to start off with. Uh, really Penta. Devastating. Yeah, that's just what I wrote down. 
Well, no, Pentas was pre- he hit him right in the throat. I no, thought no, I'm, pre- kidding. I, I'm kidding. I thought that was pretty good. Superflies, maybe not, but I, I thought Pentas was for sure. Um, gross lung blower by um, Penta after that. Uh, huge kick by Penta and uh, an incredible sell by uh, Superfly. I feel like Superfly was selling uh, Penta's offense like uh, Shawn Michaels did uh, Hulk Hogan at SummerSlam 05. Uh, he was he was pumping all over the place. Um, devastating chops by Penta. I love his chops where he kind of charges up and does the overhand. Really good stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. He uh, Penta then slams him on the floor and some more kicks uh, that continue to devastate Fly. Uh, they meet a- in the middle of the ring together and hit a double clothesline on each other. Uh, an arm drag by uh, Fly as well as a big twisting dive to the outside. Um, gross drop kick reversal on an attempt springboard moonsault. I thought that was really sick by Penta. Uh, he hits a sling blade and follows it with some more big strikes, and then he uses the package pile driver to get the win. Uh, and then after the match, Penta grabs the mic and says he thought uh, Chavo was a legend and could be a mentor to him. He found out that he is a fraud and will look elsewhere uh, for some help for some help and to guide him, uh, and that he has Sato Miedo. So, uh, Sean, what do you think of uh, Penta and uh, Superfly here? So, I thought this was a pretty good match. Um, there's a couple things I really did like. Um, the backflip and a Penta's backbreaker by Superfly was good. Um, I do like Stryker saying both trying to break from the middle of the pack because Fly um, is basically a jobber, and Penta, for me, has really been presented as kind of mid-cardy, kind mm-hmm. of playing second fiddle to Chavo. Yeah. Um, Penta, you already brought it up, hits the gross chops to the chest, and that, they get a holy shit chance. Like, those chops are fucking gross. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the fake-out spot where Fly um, spun the ropes like a 619, and Penta running behind him and falling through the ropes. I yeah, I thought that cool. was good, too. <laughs> um, Penta, um, I'm just Kenta, Penta uh, was a drop kick while Fly backwards mid-air on a moonsault was pretty badass. Yep. Um, I wish Stryker would stop uh, wrestling reference as Moose. Uh, he does a Tanahashi clothesline reference. Which again, the people at home don't know who the fuck Tanahashi is, or don't they don't care. If I'm watching Lucha <laughs> Underground, I don't give a fuck about Tanahashi. So shut up, you fucking Mark. Um, I love the package pile driver. It's always been one of my favorite moves of all time. I wish uh, Kevin Owens would bring it back. I think it's just such a sick looking kind of like uh, variance of that move. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the match, I love Penta, Penta shitting on Chavo. Um, he says he knows someone will want to join him. Uh, maybe it'll be the Lucha Miyagi that'll help him with his karate Lucha. I don't know, but I think that's kind of cool. Um, and it, for the first time ever, all these years, I never really understood the whole zero uh, thing, the zero fear thing he's done until this show. Because I always ask you, I think I've asked you guys before, what the fuck does that even mean? Right? So yeah. thank you for this show because now I finally understand. Um, so Penta for me is a really like favorite of mine. I love his look. I love his wrestling. Um, I loved him in Impact, and again, I think AEW could do so much more with him. That's what's interesting, too, is Cage and him both are former Impact World Champions. Shift, you probably don't know this because it was kind of during a really weird time for Impact. Mm-hmm. But both of them were stars in that uh, in that in Impact at the time. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they carried on there what they did here in Lucha, that AEW hasn't capitalized on either one of them. So um, just – and I'll, I'll probably go about three on this match. I thought overall it was pretty good. So – yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of AEW uh, influence in, on this roster for sure, as as you can kind of tell. Um, a lot of guy, and even Drago and uh, Aerostar showed up on uh, that they don't Kal- know how to book. 
Yeah, yeah, they showed up on Collision uh, the previous week, and then MLW, I think a lot of the guys are there too, so uh, a lot of these guys are still around, it's just they're not, you know, like kind of, kind of like Sean said, they're not super featured, or if they're featured, they're not, I don't think they're used in a way that could best benefit the company. Or Tony Khan can't book or shit. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, it's bad when Impact can book these guys better than freaking a national spotlight organization you know what i mean so mm-hmm. um shift what did you think of uh superfly and pinta i think uh superfly got too many uh too much offense this should have been a straight squash with pentagon um i did like how pentagon was chopping the shit out of superfly open hand mm-hmm. um i thought that was nice um the moonsault the superfly going for a moonsault and pentagon hitting the drop kick like sean said was really amazing uh, I went like two and three quarters on this. Uh, I was just expecting like a squash. No need to keep it. Like we know who the star is when Pentagon gets like the um, real entrance and Superfly gets the Jobber's entrance. So, and Pentagon thinking he thought Chava was a legend, maybe he has a concussion. Um, <laughs> but it seems like maybe we're going into Pentagon and Chavo feud with him calling him a fraud. So it should be interesting. Oh God, I fucking hope not. Oh, God. God, fuck, Chef. Why would you wish that into existence? Well, maybe I'm he'll just package, saying. Maybe he'll package pile drive him into oblivion. Okay, well, that would be good, but I can't see Chavo <laughs> taking a package pile driver. I don't see it happening. Yeah, well, I think he's just, he's looking for a, you know, Puma has Conan, so I think he's kind of looking for somebody like that to just, you oh, know, guide Puma him. Oh, Puma versus and... Penta, sign me up. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, uh, that that will be, uh, oh, don't, we'll don't, have that multiple don't, times. Don't tease me with a good time, Logan. <laughs> You just wait, Sean. <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, we'll move on to our next match uh, that f- immediately follows this one. Um, Sexy Star versus El Mariachi Loco. I hate this yep. match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That happens between the matches. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but Loco kind of flirts a little bit with uh, Sexy pre-match. Um, Sexy hits a beautiful uh, tilt-a-whirl head scissors uh, to start to start things. Uh, she starts uh, nailing some stiff strikes before Loco reverses an iris whip and starts hitting some big chops of his own. Uh, Star then kind of flirts back and lures uh, Loco in and dumps him to the outside before hitting a top rope cross body. Um, back in, Star uh, hits a slap and kicks uh, before hitting a diving arm drag. Uh, Loco then reverses a tilt-a-whirl and hotshots Star on the top rope. Uh, before missing a swanton, Sexy then rolls him up uh, with an inside cradle to get the win. Um, I really wish they would give Sexy Star a finisher because I hate that she keeps winning all these matches uh, with a victory roll or an inside cradle, uh, especially with a schlub like El Mariachi Loco. So, but Logan, maybe uh, it's because, listen, I, I, I think, I'm going to talk about what I think they do really good here with the female-male dynamic, yeah. but maybe it's because she doesn't have a finisher because yeah, they want her to see like, hey, she's beating the men but you know what i mean i think they're trying to build up maybe to that that's the only yeah. thing i could think of but i got you but uh sean what do you think while you're, while you're uh I, I i'm ready for the mariachi waiter gimmick to go away i'm kind of <laughs> throw it into the they bring it up again when he comes out i love it yeah bring it up the little man uh, put that on the pimpy little man scale for me with the whole <laughs> waiter down the street that cueto went to his favorite restaurant um plays a hell I, of a trumpet yeah, uh, so I do like that they're they're resetting this whole thing be, uh, with Chavo and Demon because Demon was old and butt. Uh, the mariachi chop was sick to your point that you brought up. Uh, Striker again, 
uh, calls somebody stupid. He calls Mariachi stupid after falling outside when Star taunted him. So I don't know what is up with Stryker calling people stupid. Um, it was a little too long to set up on her top rope dive onto him. Like it seemed like they took forever, and he just stood there like a moron. And she took forever to kind of get her balance to do that dive. Um, uh, you brought up the small package win. I thought this match was sloppy in some spots. Yeah. Um, I think it was a decent match to get Star over. Uh, the one thing I do like is they present the women on par with men here, and it's kind of like GCW. Um, you never feel like they should be presented different, unlike the one little person on the roster who should be treated different. So um, I went two and a half on this one, and that's probably being nice. It's probably a gentleman two and a half, but solid win for Star, um, but nothing major here. I mean, it just is what it is. I got you. Scott, what'd you say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's how I felt. Um, you're right. They really need to do give Sexy Star like some type of finisher besides like a roll up or one by Even DQ. Even like a DDT or something like that. Yeah. Or use this as her finisher move. She kicked the shit out of Loco in the head three times. Yeah. Like, really. damn. Like, he must have like stiffed her or something because she was kicking the shit out of him. I think she um, stiffed him, if you know what I mean. I'm not even going to dignify that with the response. Uh, but it's weird. I talked about the jobber entrance before. For some reason, Sexy Star gets it this time. So it's like, what are we doing type deal? Um, but yeah, this was just like, oh, this was basically like the Divas match in 2012 WWF where it's like, oh, go to the bathroom before the real main event starts. And that's exactly what this felt like. I got you. Um what would you go on it? I went uh, a gentleman's too. I got you. That's that's probably what I would give it to. Like like Sean said, it was a little sloppy in pot spots, and you know, it, it just it, you kind of at this point you're kind of waiting. Man, for the I'm main the event. high flaker tonight. God damn. Uh, <laughs> yep. You're feeling, you're, you're feeling the snow for sure. And like what gets me is like they come off such a great episode and they leave this fucking stinker. <laughs> Yeah, this one, uh, compared to the first episode, this one's definitely... It's not so much so far that it's a stinker, but coming off such a high of the last one, this really is kind of like a... I mean, it is kind of a stinker, but not a stinker. If it were just an average wrestling show so far, eh, it'd be all right. But just coming off that one hot show, man, I just can't... I I get what Schiff is saying. It's such a Mm -hmm. letdown, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely get it as well, for sure. But, um... Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Like I said, gentlemen's too. I I think it was fine, and it got sexy star over. But I'd like to see her get get some kind of finisher, and um, maybe maybe start having uh, matches with people that matter a little bit more than El Mariachi Loco. But, um, anyways, we'll move on to our main event, which is going to be last Luchador standing. It is going to be uh, what we'll consider the blow off of uh, King Cuerno and Drago. Um, we'll, we'll see how we feel about it afterwards. Um, but to start the match, King Cuerno goes for a quick drop kick, but missed. Uh, Drago, however, nails two in a row of, of his own, uh, knocking Cuerno to the outside, uh, where he nails a tope dive. Um, back in, Drago hits some devastating kicks, uh, a gross, uh, hanging DDT by Drago. I thought that was a really cool spot. Um, Drago goes for Hurricane Rana off the apron, uh, onto the floor, but, uh, Cuerno catches him and hits a running sit-out powerbomb. I thought that was really sick on the floor. Um, brutal kicks by Cuerno. Nasty German suplex followed by a brain buster from Cuerno as well. Uh, big overhand chops. We've seen a lot of those tonight, but real devastating by Cuerno here as well. 
Um, beautiful running blockbuster by Drago. I thought that was really cool. Um, Drago then uses the ref being down on, on all fours and jumping off of him uh, and hitting a Hurricane Rana. I hated he, that fucking spot. By the way. Did you? <laughs> uh, he then hits another one uh, on the apron to the floor. Big head kick by Cuerno back out, back inside the ring, uh, and then continues to stomp uh, Drago down. Uh, drop kick um, knocks Drago out to the outside, uh, and then Cuerno hits his kind of supercharged su- suicide dive. He goes back and forth off the ropes a couple of times to get a real running start, um, and so he can launch himself out when he, he goes for it. Um, Cuerno then sets up a table, kind of like he did last week, and then starts slamming Drago's head into the ring post. Uh, Cuerno then sets Drago on the table, but takes a little too long climbing uh, climbing to the top. Uh, they then battle on the apron uh, before Cuerno actually hits the thrill of the hunt from the apron through which the was table awesome. on the floor, which was a really sick and awesome spot. Um, Cuerno, for some reason, stupidly attacks him while the count is kind of still going on. Uh, even though the ref also kind of just stopped counting for some reason because like Drago got to his knees. So I don't know what the, the, that was a real weird spot to me for some reason. Um, Cuerno that continues to beat Cuerno uh, down and then he pulls a uh, John Cena and actually ties Drago to the ring post and wins the match. So kind of a dud ending to a pretty solid match that had some really good spots. And then post-match, Cuerno puts the deer head on Drago's helpless body that is still tied to the bottom rope. So, uh, Schiff, what did you uh, think of last Luchador standing here? Uh, I really didn't like this match. I like the ending where, where, like, Cuerno is like, I can't keep him down. So he just wrapped him in rope. Schiff, you there? They didn't want to hear Schiff anymore. Oh, God. All right, yeah. so I'll jump right Qu- into it. took him out. Yeah, while, while uh-huh. he's figuring that out, you're good. Yeah, I'll go right into that. Uh, so here's the thing. I was very stoked for this match. When they announced the last man standing is kind of the blow-off for this, I thought that would be an amazing match, right? You would think going into this. Oh, yeah. Um, so, and of course, I'm a big fan of Drago, and I'm a big fan of Cuerno. Um, Drago comes in hot, like putting Cuerno down early for two possible counts with outside dive on top rope DDT. The Cuerno uh, running sit-down powerbomb on the floor I thought was fantastic. Uh, Stryker uh, called it a bomb, Bubba bomb, which immediately, again, back on his shit, uh, <laughs> and took a great move and made it shit by calling it a Bubba bomb. And I so fuck off, Stryker. Uh, he just needs to let this shit go and let these guys have their own identities moves without being a wrestling cuck. He's really bad at that. Um, I love Cuerno stalling German into the brain buster. Uh, this show has the most amazing chops ever. These guys lay them in big. I'm going to be a striker for a minute and call them like former NWA champion Ron Garvin chops, Logan. So, yeah, I think the temple has really good acoustics too. It's like well, the way it's built. Uh, so well, it, it echoes it and it, it adds yeah. to it, right? Yeah. Uh, the rest spot, using them as a stool, I fucking hated. I go, I know it was neat, but from a last man standing st- standpoint, I thought it was kind of goofy. Uh, the suicide dive through the roads by Cuerno almost halfway up the aisle, I thought was super impressive. <laughs> Um, Cuerno ramming Drago's head multiple times in the post was nice, aggressive approach. Uh, the thrill of the hunt through the table was good. Uh, tying Drago to the post by the neck and mouth. Um, I know you said you didn't really like it, but I thought it was kind of smart because he couldn't put him down. Um, of course, the announcers can't help but compare it to uh, Piper and Valentine this match, by the way. Um, again, the constant comparisons is driving me nuts, driving me nuts. Um, again, uh, you, the ending, you tend to keep Drago strong. 
because he only lost because he was tied up by the throat and was trying his best to get out, but Cuerno held him down by pulling on the rope. Um, ending the show by Cuerno putting the deer hat on Drago, I thought was funny, but kind of goofy for me. This match was good, but for me, it kind of felt like in context, like a normal good match you would expect. It never really felt like a last man standing match to me. Uh, it should have been more violent. Um, there should have been more hate in it. Um, and it just didn't work for me. I thought it was kind of a goofy end. If this is the end of this feud, I thought it was really, really goofy. Um, I'm only going to give it three stars. I think it should have been better. Yeah, it definitely should have been more violent. Uh, I definitely agree with that. And I just feel like if you're going to do the tying him to the bottom rope deal, like there needs to be another match. Cause that's kind of like a, I mean, I know he couldn't keep him down, but like, I just feel like that's like a kind of a coward's way out uh, for some reason at the same time. Now he's smart and methodical at the same time, which is kind of his character. So I, I guess I yeah, get I it. Yeah, I get but, the ending, but yeah. like the whole match as a whole, like that ending and then the deer hat on him at the end, yeah. it's just all goofy. And then, God, I hated that fucking rough spot. I really fucking hated it. <laughs> yeah, it, de- it definitely needed – th- there was something missing for sure. I definitely Yeah, blood, that. violence, hate. Yeah. Not, well, they have a mask on. They can't bleed. Yeah, they can bleed through the mask. I've seen oh, Penta do it before. Um, Schiff, are you back with us? <laughs> nope. I guess um, not. Oh, there you are. <laughs> I guess I'm having issues. My apologies. No, you're um, good. Chef like Brian Cage. Chef like uh, Brian Cage during an interview tonight. Uh, yeah, the machine obviously <laughs> came and messed up my internet. Um, so. I loved how Cuerno was just, like, in control, and, like, he kept dropping Drago on his noggin a lot. That's right. I have noggin in my notes. I was on some bullshit, I guess. Um, what are you, 70 he was, years old? He, he, was, he was focusing on that injury from last week, so it's kind of smart, you would think, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm going to drop you on your noggin, Sean. Um, <laughs> I do think they should have ended with Thrill the Hunt. I thought that should have been mm-hmm. the ending through yeah. the table. That would have been very nice. Maybe, like, just say how it took out both of them and have uh Corno get up at like eight and but uh then Corno punted Drago like he was Randy Orton mm-hmm. um I like the wrapping of the rope and just beating down Drago and like that's how they did it and like I give Corno Corno wins I went three and three quarters I, I really enjoyed this I yeah, love Corno Lord. putting the head that's on Drago at the end of the match really you've had shit takes all fucking night yeah I know um, we have not that's what I'm saying is like we see polar opposite like this you had two five stars this is a, no I went four and a half on one and five on the other by the way for a last man standing as a blow off to a few this match was nowhere near what you just gave it the same. agree to disagree no I agree that I'm right and you're wrong you always think that you're right and you're always wrong that's not true that is true you're wrong about this one this is not a good blow off match for this feud I'll give it three I think and a half. it is. Jesus Christ, three and a half, my ass. Fucking splits the difference. Three and a half, mm-hmm. my ass. I'm disappointed in both of you. Yeah, That's I mean, it could have, it definitely could have been better and probably should have been better, but I still think it was really good. And uh, the thrill of the hunt through the table was uh, absolutely sick. And I don't hate the ref spot as much as you did. So Because it was, it's a last man standing match. This is no, not it, needed, it definitely needs more. Yeah, it definitely but, needed more. But. but but also what we talked about before, like this is another one saying the feud's ending. So this feels like a soft relaunch. We had multiple feuds ending. So it's like, where the hell do we go with episode 12? I'm interested to see what Jake and Jenny see if they're getting more feuds to end, which I don't even think there's any more feuds to exactly. end. Maybe if this match is ending, if this is the end of this feud, it should have been fucking better. Like, yeah. think about this. Here's what I, guys, here's all I'm saying. Okay. 
Think about the Blue Demon and Chavo, I mean, and how they did that. And think about this one. These are two major feuds they've been building since the beginning, and both of them, for me, are kind of a letdown in how they played out in the end. That's all I'm saying. And I'll shut up now. I'm sorry. No, I mean, I, I, I definitely get where you're coming from. It's, it's fun. <laughs> but uh, it definitely should have been better, I agree. Um, but I still think it was very good. Um, but uh, Schiff, I'll stick with you. What did you think of this episode as a whole? Uh, I think we've kind of talked about it, but just give your final thoughts and rating. It's like a four and a half, five for me. Gotcha. Uh, like, that's how much, like, last one was so damn good, and this one was such a letdown. Yeah, yeah, I, de- I definitely get that and understand. Uh, Sean, what would you say? Yeah, I'm not going to go with severe. I'll go about five and a half. Gotcha. Yeah, it was definitely um, definitely disappointing, considered uh, how really awesome that last one was. So um, definitely definitely not, not as good and kind of overall disappointing uh, with the whole thing. Uh, I still think the matches were pretty good, but, you know, like we said, could have been better in some spots, um, but definitely let down. Um, we'll go to awards real quick. Um, best match, I would go uh, Phoenix and Prince Puma. Is that what y'all two would go with? Yes. Yep. All right. Um, best moment, uh, Sean, what would you go with on that? Oh, one? fuck. Go to Shift first. Shift, what would you go for? I'm going to go with Puma kicking uh, Phoenix in the head and then hitting this finishing move after Phoenix had like walked across the ropes. Yeah, that was really sick. Uh, Sean, you have one now? No, you go next. <laughs> there's so many, I can't even like... I'll go with I'll go with Drago diving off the... I, if there's ever a dive off the office, I'm probably going to go with that. So Even though he smacked his head and kind of overshot it, but I thought that was really awesome. Um, you know, there was a uh, move. Um, God damn it, what was that move? Or the um, thrill of the hunt off the apron, that was really sick. No, there's a lot. That's what I'm saying. There's so many that I can't even, like, wrap my head around it, unfortunately. Um, or that cage sequence where he does, like, the crazy suplexes back-to-back. Oh, no. Um, there was a spot. Oh, you know what I really like? The Phoenix rolling German, and then he did the two amigos into the uh, dragon suplex. I like that. <laughs> that was a re- I like that move a lot. There were so many, like, cool spots. It's, like, hard for me. There was, like, five or six that I could say I love that. So... Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of moments in this one. A lot of sick spots for sure. Um, lots of stuff on the floor. I thought it was really good. So, um, favorite cinematic scene? I, there wasn't a ton tonight, so I would probably go with the Phoenix kind of story uh, and kind of you know introducing us to what he is and who he is and kind of stuff like that. Is that what y'all would go with? Um, uh, go ahead. I go with Dario paying off the crew. Okay, I got you, Sean. What about you? Um, I'm with you on the whole Phoenix things. Birds cannot die. So I like that narrative. I got you. All right, Sean, I'll stick with you. Who are your three top uh, top guys and who would be your MVP? little low on the women tonight. Um, a little <laughs> low on the women. Um, three top guys. So I'm going to 100% go with Phoenix, uh, Cage, and Puma. And my MVP tonight is going to be... It's going to have to be Puma for that match. All right. Uh, Scott, what about you? Uh, Cage, uh, Phoenix, and um, in Pentagon. Pentagon? Right. Who would yeah. be your MVP out of those? Cage. Cage? I got you. I would probably go with the same three as Sean, uh, Phoenix, Puma, and Cage. 
And I'd probably go with Cage. Like Actually, I'm swapping mine to Cage. I agree. For the yeah, end of that main event and then that interview. And, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, he, he was presented the best tonight, I think. So I, I would definitely go with Cage on that one. But, all right, that'll wrap up awards. We'll go around for plugs now. Sean, what you got? Uh, let's see. So Territorial uh, here on North-South Connection drops once a month where we look at uh, a major feud from the Territory days. Uh, the one that just dropped as of this recording, uh, me and shifted Sam Martino versus Piper, uh, the house show tour they did in 85, 86, which was really, really good. Um, and we'll be recording more episodes. I, Logan, you'll be coming up on a couple of them, or at least one of them, uh, here shortly. And then there's also one that I've done solo that'll drop, I think is going to be the next one, but please listen to that. And then traders of the lost Ark, um, over on the pop feed. That one is also, I love doing that one with shift Tim and Andy, uh, where we look at comic book arcs that maybe not many people will remember. The one we just did, Dark Art, uh, is from Daredevil 2016, which was pretty badass. Um, a lot like Seven with a character named Muse that uh, killed people and then put their bodies into artistic art. So that was pretty badass. So I liked it. So that's where you can catch me. All right. Chef, uh, what about you? I can be found on uh, YouTube Roulette, as I name-dropped earlier. That's with you, uh, Susan and Jake. It's like Mystery Science Theater 3000, where sometimes I watch wrestling matches. Other times I tell everyone how long Shifflet, my uh, last name, people used to live in the 1950s. One of the greatest moments ever <laughs> on the history of that pod the other day, by the way. We see here a male Shifflet. The average I mean, male Shifflet, the average Shifflet lives to 27 years old. I learned something new. Yeah, it was no bullshit. And it was actually lower when I Googled it. I was wrong. Um, <laughs> oh, God, it was lower. <laughs> It was twenty four. It's like twenty. It must have been a lot of uh, a lot of uh, war veterans or something like that. Or DUIs, knowing or, my or, family. Yeah, just uh, dumbassery. But, you know. DUI, a lot of DUIs. Uh, you could also find me on the pop feed where the I pop feed. <laughs> pop, pop feed. <laughs> where I host uh, play while you listen, my video game podcast. Yeah, but I was hoping you were gonna fuck it up like you always. Uh, it was <laughs> it was real fifty fifty, guys. Um, <laughs> That's why I talk about video games, and a uh, new one for October will be dropping shortly. Um, let's see. And I think that's it. I think that's it. So. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got you. Thank you for that, Chef. I appreciate you. No problem. <laughs> I appreciate you, Logan. Thank you. Thank you, Chef. What, what uh, I, I'll just plug a couple things. Highway to the Impact Zone. We just did the two Impact episodes after uh, Victory Road uh, headed towards uh, what's the next pay per view? I can't remember. Uh, anyways, we're headed towards the next pay per view. Um, we had a couple of special guests on that one. Went a little bit off the rails, we'll say. Um, but uh, we had a good time nonetheless. Um, but yeah, that, that was just a ton of fun. Um, and then Talking Docs is a documentary pod here on the North-South Connection that I do with Jennifer Smith and Roger Morissette. Um, we previously did Grizzly Man, and we have another nature-type uh, documentary coming up. Uh, Hopefully it's someone getting eaten. Um, maybe other animals getting the, eaten. The Grizzly Man animals. one, that's some disturbing-ass shit, man. It sure was, yeah. yeah. It was it was absolutely fucked up. But um yeah, just listen to everything here on North South, uh and listen to stuff on Place of Be Nation and uh Place of Be Nation Wrestling and the Pop Feet because everybody's putting out great stuff. Um but just check out everything. Um and we will see you next time we enter the temple. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>